1: Hey everybody. welcome to another edition of my podcast called Risk Intelligence and today I have Tony Canyas here and Tony and I met, believe it or not, uh, through another podcast and what happened was it was actually in the middle of October, I was driving in my car and I was listening to a podcast and he was actually the guest on another gentleman's podcast. His name is Nick Wagner and I was listening to the podcast and Tony said two things and that really connected home to me and i said i've got to meet this guy i've got to talk to him i've got to connect to him and just stay in touch with him and here we are we're doing a podcast and these are the two things that really resonated with me number one he if you look at his linkedin profile he has a lot of designations a lot of letters after his name and the reason why he did is he he said that you know I don't have a TV, and that allowed me to study. And when you study, you get these designations. And that was just, that really hit home for me. And then the second thing that he said that really hit home was that Tony and I are both in the insurance industry, and he's on the carrier side, and I'm on the broker side. And he said something that really like I said, hit home, and that was that we all in the insurance industry do not do a good job in educating our younger generation as to what the insurance industry is. So what happens is is they come in and they think they have this peachy job, and then we lose them. We lose them in a very short time span. So we, as the senior people, have to do a better job at educating and train the younger generation so our insurance industry can get stronger with that. So, Tony, I just want to say thank you so much for joining me today on this podcast.
0: Thank, thank you for having me.
1: Yes. So if you would, Tony, just um, kind of explain a little bit about your background and how you got into the insurance industry.
0: So I, 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 I fell into it in, in the traditional way, by pure accident, basically. Uh, I, I had been working in the transportation industry as a, as a fleet manager, and then the 2009 recession hit and, and uh, got downsized. I was living in Des Moines, Iowa. Des Moines happens to be a big insurance hub, and within a month, I landed at the call center, uh, at the claims call center for Farm Bureau of Iowa. And that, that was my introduction to insurance. So, 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 yeah, by accident, just just like everybody else, basically, or like most of us.
1: So what is it, like here you are in a in claims call center. I mean, claims. You're, you're on the other end of the phone with people just crying and yelling because they have claims. So you took on big shoulders there. So Why is it that from that position, you decided to stay in the insurance industry?
0: So Farm Bureau did a fantastic job, and I've told them that, uh, even though I didn't stay uh, at Farm Bureau, they did a fantastic job with orientation and with training in in helping the class uh, really understand, uh, at least at a a, a base level, why insurance is is, uh, good for society and good for the world because we, do, we don't have a good reputation in general. Uh, and they did a fantastic job helping us un, understand uh, how to grow with, within the industry. They did such a good job that, that it made it, just following their advice, made it pretty easy for, for me to, to, to grow with, with, within the industry. So, so, re, so that combination of, uh, of fi- finding an industry that, that, that where, you're, where you're doing something good for the world, while you can make good money doing that, uh, and having a roadmap for how to grow my career with, within the industry, I was starting at the very, 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 very—I mean, very lowest level of, of, of the industry. Uh, but but they gave us such a good roadmap on hey, if you learn about insurance and if you network and 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 if you focus on 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 understanding the technical aspect of it. Uh, this is how you grow with an insurance. So, so, so that really helped. And, and that, that's how I ended up falling in love with it. Uh, also I was going to say, I was very lucky that I was coming from a really difficult history. Transition is, is very, uh, type A. I spent my first three years out of college getting yelled at by truck drivers. Uh, so compared to that, even claims wasn't too bad. Uh, <laughs> So so I, I, I and I've I've seen many people starting insurance go elsewhere and then come back. And I think part of what saved me is is having been elsewhere and and, and insurance was much friendlier compared to that.
1: That's that's a great segue. Now what's interesting is that you you stuck it out and you made it your career how long did it take you to really say to yourself you know what this is it like i'm gonna I'm, I'm in a field i like it i'm enjoying it and i see the vision and i'm not going anywhere was it two years was it six years like what was that turning point for you
0: it's right it's hard because i i wasn't keeping a journal right to, to, <laughs> to tell exactly today i realized uh but, but sometime around the third year. So, so, so I, I my first job was awesome. My, my first job uh, within insurance was, was even though it's was at a call center, I got to see a large variety uh, of, of claims and, and, and I got to learn a lot and the company was really investing in me. So I, I went uh, from nature from a farm bureau, I got recruited into nationwide great company. Into a crappy job at Nationwide. I, all I was doing at Nationwide was uh, first-party medical claims. So basically, I spent all day looking at at bills uh, for 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 medical uh, related to, to, to auto accidents with very little power to negotiate, uh, or very little power to, to, to really do anything other than that that that, that pay it. Uh, so so at that point, I was a little bored. But at the same time, I was I was doing my CPCU, so. Then CPCU got me an underwriting job. Basically, I got, I, got, I got a job as an underwriter for Nationwide Ag. And that's really when it came together. That, that, the middle of, of, that, of, that, of that third year is uh, w- where, where it really came together. And I realized, oh, wow, this, it might not be this position forever. But as an industry, this industry is fascinating. And, and, and there's so much to learn. And, and, and uh, at that point, I had realized the generational thing. So I had realized that that really all you have to do is survive, <laughs> right? And the older generation is retiring and opening up a lot of opportunities, and, and that that's right. It, it's easy uh, if you work hard. It's easy to to grow uh, because of the, of that generational gap that's that's opening up.
1: Well, you said something interesting. Um, to keep the industry, uh, the industry was fascinating, and you saw that now insurance is a necessary evil. And the way I see it, it's, it's almost recession proof. I mean, because everybody needs insurance, you know, I'm a very fortunate with everything going on today with COVID. I mean, I really haven't missed a beat. My phone's still ringing. My emails are still coming in. I got business owners buying buildings and other businesses. I mean, are you finding the same thing?
0: So, I, I've been talking uh, career-wise about how insurance is recession-proof uh, ever since I, I started. I, uh, say ever since I started talking about insurance as a as a career, uh, and it's it's proven to be true. Uh, now, depending on what you do, business has slowed down for 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 a lot of people, uh, and we will definitely see an effect from what's going on with with COVID and 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 the ensuing recession depression whatever whatever, you know, whatever we end up in but 40 million people as as we record today 40 million people in the in the us ha, have been have been laid off i have not seen mass layoffs anywhere within insurance so it's it's holding uh now the uh, the, the last uh, the unemployment rate within insurance has increased uh it was at about one and a half now it's at three point something it's still under uh under four or five percent which which is uh, what what economists would would uh would describe us as, uh, as uh, full employment so our insurance uh, talent is, is, and experience is still very valuable within the industry so so I, I think that that you're 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 doing better than a lot of, of brokers uh probably because you're, you're better established uh but you are correct the the key advantage of people still drive, right? People still uh, have homes. They, they might not be buying a new home, but they still need to insure the one they have, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's required by government or, or by regulation or, 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 or by the mortgage broker. Uh, so yeah, things might slow down, but but it, it, it's, a, it's a very stable career. And it's, it's definitely proven it, uh, not only in the last recession, but now, now during the COVID crisis.
1: L- let me ask you this. What advice would you give a younger generation who wants to get into the insurance industry um, and are still uncertain about it. What advice would you give that person? Or let me rephrase the question, if you were given a a person, all right, how would you groom that person so they can be successful in five years? What's your perfect avatar, if you will?
0: Uh, let, let let me let me tell you the story of of Eric, <laughs> Eric uh, my friend Eric. Uh, so Eric called chat with Tony, which is my career advice. Uh, let's call it service, even though it's free. Uh, maybe four years ago, and, and uh, so so we had a call scheduled, and I, I I gave him a call and went straight to voicemail. And I'm like, that's weird. Usually, when people schedule a call a few days ahead, usually they're available for the call. And went straight to voicemail and right away I got a WhatsApp message saying to call him via WhatsApp. So I called him via WhatsApp and and, uh, I'm looking at his resume as I'm calling him. And the last job, his resume shows him graduating from college and then working like at a hotel in Brazil. And he's American. He he studied here in the States. So he answers the phone and I'm like, hey, are you still in Brazil? And he's like, yes, I'm still in Brazil. And I'm like, okay, uh, I don't you're not a risk management major you you've never worked in insurance like how exactly did you end up deciding that you want to work in insurance like like why did you end up scheduling this call and he explained that 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 he was ready to come home after taking a year off and kind of you know uh, starting abroad or not studying abroad but uh, doing kind of a gap year post-college um and he ended up in brazil and and uh He's ready to come home and, and he, he, has a, he has a major in um, uh, criminal justice. And he just has no idea what to do with, for, to actually start his career. So he's Googling around. He ends up finding my website, Insurance Nerds, and deciding that, that he wants to give insurance a try. So we start chatting. Again, the guy has no insurance background. So I help him start applying at different insurance jobs. And the first thing I realize is how hard it is to get in to insurance if you don't have any sort of insurance background. Uh, you might get lucky, you might get in quickly, or you might apply many, many times <laughs> before you actually get in. So finally, he got in uh, with, a, with a really crappy job at a really good company. He, he ended up uh, at the billing call center at uh, State Auto, which is a really great company, but a crappy job. And, and the difference between Eric and, and the other people in that crappy job, is that he had a plan because of having read insurance, because having chatted with me, he knew just what he had to do uh, to get to where he wanted to go. And he, and he started his first day in, in, in billing, he already knew that he either wanted to go into SIU or he wanted to, to, to go in, in, into uh, commercial underwriting. And he had a rough idea of how to get to either of those areas. Uh, so over the next 14 months while, while he was there, uh, I kept advising him on 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 kind of what to do, and finally he he ended up getting getting a role uh, as a uh, in the in the commercial underwriting uh, training program, and he wow. finished that. So he's now a commercial underwriter for for another one of the carriers in in the same town in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, so I I think that I I love his story because truly from no insurance background, just by having the right advice. Right. Uh So 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 basically, the the biggest advice is. Uh, Number one, at the beginning, don't apply for five, insur- five entry level insurance jobs. apply for 500. And I know that, that that's hard, but believe me, it's worth it. And n- number two, your, your first job might be awful. There's a lot of awful entry level jobs in this industry. That's fine. You're there to learn all you can. You're there to get some insurance experience and also to take advantage of now that you are within the industry, especially if it's carrier side, what you know, do they have tuition reimbursement that you can use to, to get a designation or two? Uh, that's exactly what he did. He used their tuition re- reimbursement to, to get his associate in, in commercial insurance, which is AU. Uh, and, and now he now he's an underwriter, he's well on his way to CPCU, he's committed to the industry now. Uh, it, it just took doing that. So, so so. So I think my advice is it goes, both, goes both ways. For, for young people who want to work in insurance, it's a little bit hard to get into. And once you're in, the first year might not be a lot of fun, but stick to it. Read insurance nerds. Uh, there's a lot of advice out there on how to grow. And also for people like you and me who might get tapped on the shoulder or who might run into promising young people out there, whether it's, it's you know, in college or high school or, or, or whatever, uh, help them grow in the industry, Mm -hmm. right? Especially the first couple of years, help them find their way, mentor them, because that that is how we get them to stick around and grow.
1: And I couldn't agree with that more because with my agency, when the new folks come in, we we start at entry level and we we explain, okay, this is why you're doing this. And you kind of give them that lifeline and say, okay, when you do this task, it's going to affect this in the future.
0: that, that's so important that that right? uh, so many people in the industry, so many people in the industry have a very clerical job that it, where it's easy to, to, you're so far away from, from, the service we're providing, right? You're far away from that accident uh, or, or from that fire, or you're, you're, you're so, so far away from the value that it's so easy to, 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 get discouraged and it's so right, easy you to, to shut to,
1: down
0: exactly so 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 and it's so easy to 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 think you know the paperwork i'm doing doesn't matter to anybody so why should i care about why should i be be better at it or faster at it and so exactly help and, and it takes time it, ta- it takes a leader uh to take time to explain the why right and, and the, the, the the what what the effect of of this certificate of insurance or, or this quote. Or or this you know endorsement or or whatever, uh, it's not obvious. If you, if you're new to the industry, that the value of of of, of that is, is it's not obvious. Uh, we have to help them see the value, uh, mm-hmm. and how it affects down down, down the stream. So so that that's fantastic mm-hmm. that, that that you're doing that.
1: And uh, what what I do want to um, leap with is that uh, the other thing that fasc- fascinated me about you is that uh, I'll I'll refer to it as a worldwide keynote speaker, okay? That <laughs> is, <laughs> and then you got this uh, you got this signature where you got Superman. So why don't you explain that a little bit?
0: <laughs> oh. Super- so it, 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 it happened almost by accident, basically. The, the, I, I do speak a lot. Uh, now, I, I, I'm not Rob Galbraith. I haven't spoken all over the world, but I've spoken all over the country. Uh, my good friend Rob has spoken all over the world. Um, and, and basically what, what happened is, is the, the first time that, the, that I got to give my, my millennials session, and it is on YouTube, by the way, if anybody wants to see it, the whole version is on YouTube. Uh, just, just YouTube my name. Um, but the, the first time I, I, I gave it, was at the CPCU Society Annual Meeting in, uh, in Anaheim. And I had prepared this uh, very formal presentation with lots of graphs and lots of numbers. And, and uh, the first time I, I had tried it, it, it hadn't gone that well, it was at a smaller meeting. Uh, so, so last second I decided to completely switch it up and, and, and make it more a, more a story and a more, uh, make it more fun and more memorable rather than a lot of numbers. And I was wearing my Superman shirt as, as, uh, as an undershirt underneath my, my formal uh, suit. And about 10 minutes before the session, I, ju- I decided, you know what, go, go big or go home. So I, so I took off the, the, uh, the, the, the formal shirt, and I went on stage with the Superman shirt uh, and the suit, and, and I'm, they loved it, they loved it. So basically, from there on, every time I got invited to speak somewhere else, it was from somebody that, some, that saw me speak there, so I kept doing it, and it just kind of became my brand to the point that my, my, my author photo and my book about millennials and insurance is, is wearing Superman shirt. Uh, recently, I, I, I had a, a, uh, an insurance fan make me this beautiful thing. Thank you, Sarah uh, Mooney. Uh, I love it. Uh, I, I, Yeah, so it, it, just, it, it just became – it, it's funny. I didn't set out to be the millennials and insurance guy. Uh, with with the Superman branding, it just kind of happened. But once it happened, it worked out really well. So nowadays, uh, often I receive random Superman stuff from people. Like I get messages on LinkedIn, "Hey, what's your mailing address?" The next thing I know, I I have a Superman mug or whatever. Right. Uh, so it just became the brand. A- and I go to a lot of conferences. Or in the pre-COVID world, hopefully once we're through this, uh, in the pre-COVID world, uh, I went through a lot of co- to a lot of conferences. Uh, Wearing the Superman shirt makes people come to me. Uh, so I get a lot more networking done, basically, b- because it gets recognized. Oh, you're the guy that uses the Superman uh, mm-hmm. uh, I- imagery. Uh, so so it, it gets recognized. And, and it, it makes people come and introduce themselves. So I, I get to meet a lot more people. So it, it just works.
1: And what a great way. for the, you, you didn't even have to. It just happened. It happened and it worked. And now it's with you. And it's not even like you plan this for weeks and weeks and weeks. It just spur of the moment. And sometimes those are the best success stories. So what, what I do want to let everybody know is that, um, as I said this before I started recording the podcast uh, with Tony, is that when I heard Tony's podcast with Nick Wagner, um, My, my feeling was like, wow, you know, this guy is unbelievable. He said some things that really hit home to me. And then I looked at his website, I follow him on LinkedIn. And I don't know, he's like a celebrity to me. And uh, now he's on my podcast and I couldn't um, thank you enough uh, for doing it. Um, thank you so much, Tony, for taking the time out of your day, your busy day and doing this with me. I really do appreciate
0: it. My, my, my pleasure. It's, 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 it's kind of funny over the last year, especially, more and more it's happened that, that people are surprised when, when, when I reply. Uh, it, I, i'm just tony basically like, like if you if, if you send me a message on linkedin or whatever i i'll reply uh,
1: okay
0: so very good so yeah more, more more than happy to be here and more than happy to help however i can
1: thank you very very much
0: thank you thanks for listening to the podcast risk intelligence please subscribe to the youtube channel And connect on LinkedIn by doing a search on Karen Adamsbaugh.